Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Gerald here with you. As always, thank you so, so much for tuning in. I'm so thrilled that you've joined us. We have a bit of a special edition, kind of. We're going to do a top five format because that's what we do here on the Peas. But this is a bit of a special edition episode. I have my new bestie, my BFF. (laughs) I went on his show a couple weeks ago, back in January, and he is the titular jock from the Jock and Nerd podcast. I'm also tight with his buddy Imran, who's his partner over there. But Anthony is here from Jock and Nerd. Anthony, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for uh, for having me. I know you've had Imran on here more than a few times, and uh, I was starting to get a little jealous. <laughs> so I'm glad you decided to uh, hand me a pity invite. Yeah, well, see. <laughs> that's what I do. I get the guilt trip out there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Imran's my dude, and he has been on about, I want to say, five or six times uh, over the last few years, and he's a great guy. You guys do Jock and Nerd over there. I was fortunate enough to go on that show last month, and that's where I kind of met you formally, and we've been literally best friends ever since, talking about movies and Oscar contenders and everything else. Yeah, man. It it actually ended up working out. I was like, uh, I was kind of skeptical of this guy. He never wants me on his show. Then he jumped on, (laughs) and I was like... Wow, we we actually get along. This is great. I like this guy a lot. And uh, yeah, we've I think we've messaged each other um, probably every day since. Yeah, absolutely, man. So <laughs> it, 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 it's a blossoming friendship, and I'm yeah. so glad to finally have you on the show as well. Thanks so, again. So, like I said, it's going to be a little different. You know, we do a top five format. We do a countdown in the world of pop culture entertainment, which we're still going to do that this week. But you pitched this to me. You know, you guys do the Jock and Nerd podcast, which, by the way, all the information for Anthony and Emron will be in the show notes. If you have not checked out that show and you have any kind of affinity for superhero or comic book movies and TV and all that kind of stuff, then you definitely need to check those guys out. So make sure you refer to the show notes for that. But you guys are like just the mecca like (laughs) the go-to podcast at least for that type of stuff so why don't you tell everyone what we're kind of giving our fives on tonight what's the countdown tonight sure sure so in that kind of vein um probably in was it late december disney did this huge investor day right where they did this big presentation of all their all their upcoming stuff and there was a huge emphasis on disney plus Mm -hmm. And they had a whole Marvel presentation where they announced probably like maybe 20 titles of things, TV shows coming to Disney Plus or movies um, all within the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is on has been going on for about uh, 10, 11 years now. And um, what was kind of different is this is the first time they are expanding into television. Now, you might say, oh, what about like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, all those things? Mm -hmm. Those were all by Marvel Television, which isn't under Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige runs Marvel Studios proper. And Marvel Studios is now basically taking over 
Marvel Television in doing everything. So all those shows you saw before were kind of like tangential to okay. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but these are now the ones that are coming out on Disney Plus, such as WandaVision, which is currently out, is actually connected. So like the storylines will be weaving in and out from Disney Plus to the movies. So they announced a boatload of things, and um, we're gonna discuss our top fives. We are members, so we're gonna basically give our five most anticipated things that are upcoming from yep. the MCU or and Anthony when you pitched this to me initially I also included stuff that's just going to kind of be that or that at least has been announced as kind of like a big event for Disney Plus as well is that okay or are we just doing MCU um we'll see how it goes all right, all right. All right, yeah, I, at the I end of the day a, it's your show so <laughs> yeah right well I have a, I have one that I want to mention that's going to be in my top five that's not connected to Marvel specifically okay but it, but it was a pretty huge Disney Plus announcement that I'm really looking forward to Okay. Uh, and when I pitched the fan feedback over on Facebook as well, which I do for the suggestion box every week, there was a lot of shout outs that were Disney Plus related, not directly connected to the MCU. Okay. S- speaking about the MCU, however, and you just kind of mentioned it, and I was watching the clip that you sent me, which was, what was that called? The D23 Expo or something like that? No, it was uh, Mar- It was Mar- or Disney Investor Day 2020. So Disney that was just Investor. the Marvel portion of it. It was like a, man, it, it must have, I think it ran for like three, four hours. And they literally went over like everything that they have coming up, not only on Disney Plus, but uh, most of it was Disney Plus, but then like Hulu, ESPN, <laughs> right, like all yeah. over. Yeah, it was, it was what huge. I, what I wanted to mention to you, I was watching that with Kevin Feige and, you know, he was doing the presentation there and he was kind of, you know, they showed some trailers of stuff that you know has trailers and then the stuff so far in advance there's there's not trailers yet but he just kind of announced it and you know different actors that were attached to it and directors and stuff like that and it was really cool but what it kind of reminded me of is back when steve jobs would roll out the new iphone <laughs> you know oh, he would, yeah, he, yeah. He would, yes exactly do the turtleneck and talk about all the features on the new iphone uh that was kind of like what he was doing but he was doing it but that's a testament the, to the whole the whole presentation was like that. Yeah. It was just different people coming in like it, they were Steve Jobs. It was pretty fun. That's awesome. But I mean, to a testament to that, I mean, the MCU, man, what I want you to talk about a little bit. But to me, as a casual fan, mm-hmm. it's just I just marvel, no pun intended, <laughs> at, at hey, you like that? I like it. At that kind of six degrees of separation, that's you know they had to have had planned from Iron Man, yeah, and, yeah, and to get to where we are now, 12, 13 years later, and then you have this other element of Disney Plus, especially with COVID and everything going on, being incorporated, which I can't imagine that when they you know were, when Iron Man was in development, even though they kind of knew this through line, perhaps they probably could not imagine that Disney Plus or that streaming services would be as huge as they are today to kind of mm-hmm. help them tell that story. Where are you at, man? Because we've talked, we, you and I have been talking about movies a ton lately, just in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. When it comes to MCU, I mean, are you nervous? Like, do you think you're going to have to kind of settle to see these things on the streaming services or? No, I mean, how do you I, feel? How do you feel? I, I'm pumped. I mean, I, I mentioned this on our, our show, but I think the year break after Endgame and uh, Far From Home Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I think that year break really, you know, in a way helped in mm-hmm. terms of like just giving everyone some time off. And granted, this isn't what they wanted, um, but it made like, you know, a- absence or, you know, makes the heart grow fonder type thing. So like now with with all the announcements of what's coming out and all the different things they're trying and even like having watched WandaVision the first couple episodes, just like it looks like they're going to try to experiment more with like mm-hmm. unknown characters, different kind of tones and styles. So I'm, I'm super pumped. And as far as like the MCU, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Um, you mentioned Iron Man, you know, Iron Man 
you know, they had an idea of what they wanted to do, but if Iron Man was a bust, they would, I mean, Marvel might've gone out of business. Like they invested a ton. So, and Marvel wasn't owned by Disney at that time. So, um, I I've mentioned this on our own, on my show, but you know, none of these movies, I don't think granted Black Panther was nominated for an Oscar. I don't think any of these movies will ever get like best picture acclaim or anything like, um, some sort of like prestigious award. But I think one day, like maybe the Oscars or some movie Academy will like just honor Marvel in terms of like what they've done. Cause what they've mm-hmm. done is basically, I mean, what maybe like the universal monsters, but they've never, no one's really ever accomplished what they've done where they've created a sitcom, uh, you know, a, a, a yearly sitcom through movies and right. connected everything and everything's been a success and everything's made money and there's universal acclaim like you've seen other like studios try to do this such as dc and they <laughs> yeah, haven't been able to that. <laughs> right like they there's other you know there's like a monster verse with godzilla and they were they were trying like a new universal monster verse with um Invisible i forget Man. yeah yeah so like but then you know nothing's really gaining any traction because this is a lot harder than it looks and right, marvel's right. made it really easy so right they have you know i think they you know there's a benefit to the fan base there too because they're so passionate and they've they've just always been around and they're always craving that content you know which is going to help them too but at the same time if it's not of merit and if it's not you know if there's if it's not high quality people aren't going to keep coming back so mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on the i mean you know i see you have you ever have, are I, there any movies you dislike um, I mean, if I look at the 23 list, I'm sure there's a couple that I don't know if I'd say I dislike them, but I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't revisit them. You know, I wouldn't rush to revisit them. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. pretty much all of them. You know, in fact, some of the lesser liked ones, like critically and and consensus wise, I mm-hmm. enjoy <laughs> like well, Captain okay. Marvel was one of my favorites. And really people kind of, you know, shit on that one. I don't, I'm not sure where you stand on I, it. But, I think that's the worst. I've seen yeah, see, there you go. And I hear that a lot, you know, but I really enjoyed that. I think. Possibly it could have been because it was the first like quote unquote superhero movie that I got to see with my son in the theater. Oh, okay. So there's a little yeah. bit of nostalgia connection to it in, in that way too. I love Brie Larson, but you know, uh, to answer your question, I mean, and I kind of mentioned this briefly on your show, we were talking a little bit about uh, WandaVision and, and the MCU, but you know, there, I was a perfect example of that fatigue that had kind of set in. Mm-hmm. I recognize what they're doing, which is kind of what you were talking about. And it's so impressive and you're right. They should literally create some kind of award to <laughs> give. Right to MCU um, and then other studios or other you know filmmakers that do it in the future can get you know the quote-unquote MCU award you know for doing that <laughs> right uh, I agree with you in that respect because it's just such a feat but at the same time not being a like an intimate fan more of a casual fan because I grew up in the 80s you know and and into the 90s when I was in high school and college and I mentioned this on your show but it was like you know a superhero movie whether it was Batman or Christopher Reeves Superman films or you know it was like every three or four years you know mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like just an event and you know you didn't have the internet back then either so oftentimes you would find out about it you know a couple weeks before it came out or you would see mm-hmm. a trailer like a month before it was coming out and you're like oh my god there's a new Batman like I didn't even know and you know, you start calling people and making plans on paper because you don't have social media and you don't, you know, you know what I mean? It was just a different time. Absolutely. It was a more kind of a more of an event. You know, now it's just kind of like we have Disney Plus, we have streaming, we have social media. And not only that, they're pumping them out. I mean, you know, a testament to kind of what we're talking about tonight with all the things they have planned in the next few years is kind of, you know, my point. Now, with that being said, 
I feel like, and let's, we'll, let's go ahead and just touch on WandaVision real quick because that'll be a good segue for that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what they're doing now, starting with WandaVision and a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight, at least at first glance, looks very different from anything that I've seen uh, from the MCU on the big screen. What do you think? I mean, this looks like a definitely a different kind of path that they're going to be going down, I believe. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and we've only seen... Um, the first two episodes. So when this show comes out, there, you know, we'll we'll know more. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking on the, those two episodes, it is wildly different than anything we've seen in the MCU, and and that's been one of the criticisms of the MCU is there's everything's kind of had the same kind of mm-hmm. look and tone. Um, it's been this like Marvel style house um, look, and boy, I mean, they went they went completely the opposite way with going you know copying the 50s 60s aesthetic with sitcoms mm-hmm. so i i really like it because i think you know as mentioned earlier the year break but i was almost like with endgame i was like I- i'm pretty much good like this is this is a good ending for everything like i didn't need i didn't know i necessarily want any more mcu films or any more mcu properties um but seeing this i like when when directors and studios take risks with their characters and yeah, go sure. in wild directions and so far this is a um this is a wild risk, and in in our Facebook group on Jock and Nerd Nation, I mean, there's varied opinions on it. Like some people really like it, some people think it's garbage. Mm-hmm. I kind of like when when it's a little bit um, more polarizing, and there's like wild reactions because you know a lot of people probably are watching this and they have a style of what they think what they expect the MCU is, right? And then they go into something like this, and they're like, "Mate, this isn't what I signed up for." So I I kind of like that they're they're putting everything on its head a little bit, right. twisting I, around. I, I agree. I, I'm always a big fan of really any movie or any filmmaker that, you know, subverts the audience expectation. Mm. And I feel like the first two episodes of WandaVision, you know, we're recording this in mid-January. It literally just came out on Disney Plus today as we're recording it. And you and I both had a chance to see both of those. I, I really enjoyed it too. You know, I messaged you kind of jokingly earlier after I watched them and I'm like, bro, please tell me you've seen this because I don't really know how I feel about it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I thought you meant you didn't like it. No, I, I liked it. I just kind of like exactly what you just said. I was just kind of like, I don't know what they're doing, but that also kind of excites me. You know, I was left at the end of it going, that was really good, but what's, what is, what is this? Like, what's happening? Do you know what I mean? I don't, it was very, very ambiguous through the first, you know, a little over an hour that we got a, of runtime here, which I like. I like because you're going to go back. You're going to go back to see what happens and what the different, you know, little Easter eggs and stuff mean. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I'm I like- excited to see where it goes. I like that stuff, and I also like like you can tell that's very well executed in terms of recreating those 50s, 60s yeah. sitcoms. Like they they've put a lot of detail into all of this, so I like that they're investing a lot in this. There's a lot of work going into this, and you know it's different, and we don't know what's happening. So yeah, all right, man. So Wandavision just started. This would be MCU Phase Four, and do I have that right? We are in phase four, correct? All right, okay. Well, I, I told you I was going to be an idiot with this, man. I need you, I need you to keep me straight. I'm here. I got you. Uh, I know it's my show, but you're the MCU guy, so I need you to make sure I don't <laughs> say anything out of turn. You know what I mean? But yeah. So WandaVision is the beginning of phase four for the MCU. They have a lot of stuff that's going to be hopefully out in cinemas. Uh, yes. that's, defi- that's definitely the plan. COVID notwithstanding. And then there will also be a lot of stuff like WandaVision that will also be on Disney Plus that we will possibly be mentioning this evening as well. So we're going to take a quick break. Anthony, I'm just going to run a quick promo. When we come back, man, I tell you what, let's do, let's give the guys our top five things that we are most excited about from this MCU phase four. Okay. Sounds good. Hello listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? 
As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right, guys, welcome back. So like I said, we're going to do our top five, I guess, highly anticipated things that we can look forward to from the MCU slash Disney Plus. You want to get us started, Anthony? The jock? You're the jock, but you're you're doing a nerd thing tonight. What is that? Uh, you know what? I get kind of, I, even, I have been roped into doing nerd things. The jock and nerd title is a misnomer because we never, ever talk about sports because yeah, Imran yeah. and our the other co-host, Rug Boy, they don't know shit about sports. Sorry, I'm swearing. Um, you can delete that if you need me to. No, please. <laughs> Nobody listens to this. A, you say way too many cuss words, so that's fine. <laughs> they, they don't know anything about sports. Yeah. So um, we never get to talk sports. I have to do a, like a, a side Patreon show, um, but it's mostly movies and nerd stuff. So <laughs> so he's roping in all the sports fans. I, I feel I feel like I'm more versatile, though, than Imran. Like I can yeah. talk sports and nerd stuff, or Imran just sitting there talking nerd stuff. You know what you got to do, man? I know we're going to get into our countdown, but you know what you got to do? You got to get Imran to at least like watch the Super Bowl and just talk about the Super Bowl because he can also talk about the halftime show and like oh he's that guy he, he, he watches for the commercials and the halftime yeah show. you know what I mean yeah. so you guys could do it have you done that have you done a Super Bowl like reaction show <laughs> I think we've talked about like the commercials and, and the halftime show yeah. but when it gets to the actual game I don't think yeah. I don't know if he knows I don't think he could tell what a touchdown is from like a slam dunk like, <laughs> he doesn't know what a football is yet. yeah yeah he's come like, on why, Amron. Are, why are they throwing a football <laughs> Like Imran, come on, man. Imran's my guy. He did our logo for me. He's oh, uh, wow. he, he's a good dude, man. I, he I is a him. nice guy. But he's not a jock. He's not a fan of sports is what we're saying, so that's fine. Exactly. But what he is a fan of is the MCU, and so are you. So why don't yes. you give us what you are the fifth most excited about from the MCU, man? Yeah, so I was doing this list, and there's, I think, like we mentioned earlier, maybe 20 titles, give or take. My list is a combination of Disney Plus stuff, which is mostly TV series and movies. Uh, number five... I'm going with Miss Marvel. Okay, all right. And uh, for those that don't know, Miss Marvel is a relatively new character. I think she was created within the last five years, and she is a Pakistani-American teenager that gains uh, powers, and it's kind of like the new age Spider-Man. She's got some wacky powers, things along those lines. They've cast a couple people. Iman Vellani is Kamala Khan, a 16-year-old Muslim Pakistani-American. Um, I'm not sure if anyone really knows who she is. I think she's unknown. Um, but the reason I'm into this is it's just so... It's something that we've never seen with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They've been kind of criticized for being almost like too white. Mm -hmm. So to see a, a Pakistani-American girl, I think that'll be fun. I think there's a lot of uh, potential in that story. And this character eventually is crossing over into Captain Marvel 2. So you're already like they already have big plans for this character, and uh, I'm excited to see a, a new pocket of the MCU. Yeah, no, I, I saw this one too, and they had they didn't do a trailer for this one during that clip you sent me, but they had a couple like clips from it, and they talked a little bit about the you know authenticity of her, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, you know, it was so funny because I was just mentioning at the top that I'm one of the few people that puts Captain Marvel kind of high on my MCU rankings. Everybody else has it, you know, more down to the lower end. But isn't 
her so is miss i don't know anything about miss marvel other, sure. other than literally what you sent me today uh <laughs> i mean i'd heard of her but i'm saying i didn't know anything really about the character yep, yep, yep. but she's modeling herself after captain marvel is that she, right yeah captain marvel is her idol and she gains uh powers um it's comics are crazy but she gains powers from uh like her inhuman genes are activated inhumans are like this race of humanity mm-hmm. that lives on the moon and they have special abilities and some uh, humans on Earth have inhuman genes, mm-hmm. and she is one of these characters that has inhuman genes that get activated. I don't know if they're going to do this for the show. Uh, super complicated, but she can like shape shift. She can like grow. She can stretch. She has like a okay. big hand. Like her her powers are pretty wacky. I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to look. Okay. And she does model herself after Miss Marvel. That's her idol. The Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Excuse me. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. I, this one intrigued me as well. It just didn't make my top five just because I don't. That's one of the few that I saw. There was a couple other ones too though truth be told and if they come up on your side i'll let you know but mm-hmm. there were maybe three or four different things that Fahi mentioned that i didn't even really aside from just kind of hearing it in passing i knew nothing about it and miss marvel was one of those but hearing what he had to say and hearing what you just had to say and kind of uh, learning the connection to Captain Marvel, which I do love. I'm excited about this one too. I think I'll be checking this one out. And it seems like, you know, Miss Marvel is a series too. It, at least what I saw there, it definitely kind of looks like it's going to be geared towards a family friendly viewing too. I feel. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, and it's I, supposed to, um, I feel like it's supposed to come out late this year. So awesome, we don't man. have to wait that long for it. Awesome, man. So Miss Marvel would be your five. Now I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way because my five is the only one that's not directly connected to the MCU. Okay. Okay. Although it does have a bit of a connection, which I think is kind of cool. Okay. But it's going to end up being, it's supposed to come out in the summer of 2022 and it's going to be what will be the 26th Pixar uh, feature film. You and I just had a chance to talk about Soul over on your show last mm-hmm. month. So this will be the 26th film from Pixar. It's going to be called Lightyear, mm. and it's going to start exactly where you're going. It's going to start the voice acting of Chris Evans, which of course is Captain America in the MCU, and he's going to be Buzz Lightyear in kind of a prequel. It's going to follow Buzz Lightyear, the actual person, the actual you know space commander, uh, prior to what we see in Toy Story, which is a toy version of Buzz Lightyear. So this is one of those projects. <laughs> that what I heard every once in a while this happens where you hear, you know, even a comic book, like, you know, even if somebody pitches a comic book hero or something and you hear this pitch or you hear this idea and you go, oh, my God, like, why the fu- why haven't I thought of that? Like, <laughs> like, why didn't anybody think of a prequel to the actual you know people that the toys and Toy Story were based on? I just feel like that's so ingenious. Obviously, we were just talking about family friendly. Pixar just murders it every time they put out a film. They have very few duds in their catalog. They know how to make a movie. The animation is always stellar. Uh, you know, I love Chris Evans. I mean, I feel like that's great voice casting. And I just am really intrigued to see where they go with this. And I know Imran's a huge Easter egg fan. So you got to imagine this is going to have a shit ton uh, of Easter eggs in it because A, it's Pixar. And because B, they have, I mean, you know, Toy Story is the face of the Pixar franchise. So they're going to be able to kind of borrow from so many different things in, in the Toy Story world. Now, I want to hear what you, I'm assuming you had heard that this was happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, how yeah, do you, are you excited? Because you said you weren't really a quote-unquote Pixar guy when we talked about Soul. Mm-hmm. So are you excited about this? Will you check this out, you think? I think I will. Uh, I will say that this is not MCU, as you confirmed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's very, it's it's tangential. And, and for what it's worth, <clears throat> Deadline the other day, uh, we're recording this in January, uh, reported that Chris Evans is actually coming back to the movies, so he'll be back in yeah, the MCU. Yeah, so. I saw that too. So 
there's a connection. There's somewhat, you know, it's all under the Disney umbrella. I am excited for this. Um, not, I wouldn't say excited. I'm intrigued to see Chris Evans do something like this. And it's such a, a weird thing, like you mentioned, where it's like, whoa, like, I didn't think we sh- they would make a prequel like that, like where these these toys were based off real people. So, right, right. You I, know, Soul really sold me on Pixar, and yeah, I'm I'm in. Well, Pete Doctor is involved in this one too. He's not going to well, be directing, perfect. but he is an executive. He's an EP and an executive producer on it. I, I think he's kind of like taking over Pixar, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I read I read or heard yeah. that he's like the like kind of like the Fahey, like the he's just looking over everything now. Mm-hmm. And you know, with some of the films he's done for Pixar, why not, man? I mean, yeah. we talked about Soul, obviously. I mean, Inside Out, Monsters Inc., and Up. So those four, including Soul, are the ones that he's been at the helm, and those are probably all in my top ten Pixar okay. films. I got to catch up on my Pixar. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to go ahead and stray from the brief early, Anthony, because I don't want you to, you know, fucking rain down on me. You know, it's not MCU. <laughs> I want to go ahead and get it out of the way. All right, perfect. Um, but I am very, very excited for it. You know, I get to share Pixar films with my kids, and like, I, I just love that. I just love the whole Pixar anthology, so I'm really excited about this, and I think it's an amazing idea that when you hear it, it's kind of simple, but it's just, I never thought of it, you know, and it's, I just feel like it's ingenious. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to Lightyear. Again, it's supposed to come out the summer of 2022. Hopefully COVID is long gone by then, uh, but either way, it'll be out uh, in a couple of years. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, swings this over to you for your number four, man. What do you got? So there's going to be kind of a theme here with my picks. Um, number four is a movie and it is called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's supposed to come out July 9th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is directed by Dan- Destin Daniel Cretton, who did uh, he did that movie with Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan, Just Mercy. Oh, Just Mercy. Okay. Great yeah. film. Great film. Yeah. And uh, it's so let me just pull up the cast here. Simu Liu is Shang-Chi. Aquafina is in this. Tony Leung. Michelle Yeoh. Uh, so there's, there's some names in this and uh the the number one reason is i'm part asian and similar to like black panther's effect on just a lot of like african americans in the u.s Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that this can be the movie that like brings out kind of the asian americans in the u.s and and galvanizes them and gives them you know things to like strive for um so there's that kind of personal preference to that movie and again this is another movie you know that the MCU is tackling that's a different universe or a different pocket of the MCU that they haven't tackled right they we haven't seen a an asian guy in the lead we haven't seen a basically all asian cast so i'm excited to see you know how they're expanding and this is a character that not you know probably like a c d list character in the comics but still mc and then when marvel studios throws their their brand behind anything it seems to draw really well similar to pixar so yeah i'm 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 pretty pumped for this one well it's so funny that you mentioned this one anthony because <laughs> I was telling you earlier that there were a few that I didn't have any knowledge of. And this is another one that I had no <laughs> clue, uh, much like Miss Marvel. You know, I'd heard yeah. of it and I've heard it. I just don't know any of the backstory, but hearing Fahey talking about it, hearing you talk about it, it is exciting. And we just did our favorite or our best films of 2020 this week. We recorded that and we were talking about representation in film. And I mean, I'm an old, bald, white dude, so I don't have anything to worry about, but... <laughs> But I love the different representation in these 
big movies that millions of people are going to have access to. You know, if it's a little indie film or whatever, that's great. Um, and that there's a place for that. And, you know, you just mentioned Aquafina. She was in one of my favorite movies last year called The Farewell, yep. which was a nice little independent film. But then you get something like this as a Marvel property that, I mean, people are just going to be drawn to. And so many eyes are going to be put on that. You know, that was the impact of Black Panther. You mentioned it, but that's the best example because, you know, that went on to, you know, break box office records. It got nominated for Academy Award, which was unheard of uh, in the world of, of comic book movies. And it's one of a kind in that respect. And look at the representation in that film when you're talking about, you know, from an African-American perspective. So mm-hmm. I think it's great, man. I just don't know anything about it. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to kind of learning it. And mm-hmm. and maybe that it, you said this is a movie, right? Or is it a series? This is a movie. It'll be yeah. a movie. So maybe this, this is a movie, movie coming out in July, hopefully. Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it, brother. Now, my number four, truth be told, is one of my lesser liked like superheroes like i'm not a big fan of this dude okay i just don't get i mean i just don't get it i feel like he's kind of leeching off the rest of the avengers okay okay but it's a series a hawkeye is my okay number, is my number four yeah now it's so funny to me that i chose this one okay i love jeremy runner okay so i do love the actor that plays clint and hawkeye so that's that helps I think he's great. Kate Bishop's going to be featured in this series. Yep. It was a character that's very intriguing to me. I, I like Played by Haley Steinfeld. And, and yeah, I was going to mention Haley Steinfeld uh, from Spider-Verse, from True Grit uh, with Jeff Bridges about five years ago. Uh, I liked her a lot in Bumblebee, if you've seen Bumblebee, that. Bumblebee, I did. She was great in that. She's also a great musician, actually, a pop musician. Yep. I love her. And I read, you sent me an article with some other stuff aside from the video you sent me. And as soon as I read this, I'm like, well, that's in my top five. There's no five. Like, everything I just told you plus this, but I read that Florence Pugh is going to have a recurring role in this series uh, based on her role in the upcoming Black Widow film, right? Yes. I think she kind of plays a version of Black Widow. Yeah, she's like... They're kind of grooming her to be the next Black Widow. Please do, dude. Florence Pugh, <laughs> Florence Pugh is a goddess among us, but then again, so ScarJo, <laughs> so you can't really do any wrong there. But but yeah, so Florence Pugh, Haley Steinfeld, uh, the character of Kate Bishop, uh, Jeremy Renner, who I love. You know, I feel like Hawkeye, you know, for all my misgivings that I was just kind of giving that character. One thing that I will say that's cool about Hawkeye, though, is that he is the most kind of like us. You know, I feel feel like he's like, you know, a dude that's just really good at archery. Like, I'm not trying to be (laughs) stupid, but, you know, if you went out and, you know, Anthony, and you trained for 10 years and you became the best person with a bow, you could be Hawkeye. You know, that's the the way I see it. You know what I mean? So that is cool because he's a grounded kind of superhero too which i like but yeah he, he in uh avengers age of ultron he literally is that character where he goes uh, you know there's the, the the city is flying he has this quote where he's talking to scarlet witch he says city's flying uh there's like robots everywhere and all i have is a bow and arrow none of this makes sense like he he like they they, they always acknowledge right. that he's just the normal guy right he's kind of been underserved in the mcu um but you know this this show they're basing it off of Matt Fraction's run with Hawkeye, which was did really well. You know it's not on my list, but okay. I, I'm an MCU guy, so everything kind of intrigues me. And, and and this is definitely something I watch. I'm gonna watch. And Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, they're kind of grooming her to be the next Hawkeye too. So okay, this might be like a passing of the baton type show. Okay, now can I ask you again? I, I'm an idiot. Okay, so I need help. <laughs> I need help with some of this more kind of layered, intricate plot lines or whatever sure was kate bishop in any way 
related to the family scene at the beginning of Endgame. Was that gr- No, no. Those were um those were Hawkeye's. That kids. was his daughter, right? Okay. That was his so, daughter, yeah. So Kate Bishop has not really been mentioned yet. No, no. And okay. I believe this right. show I'm don't quote me on this, but I believe this show is occurring so if you watched Infinity War and the Snap in those five years mm-hmm. between Endgame and Infinity War, I believe the show is occurring in those five years. Okay. So it's between Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, you know, this one is more so for the casting, really. But I mean, I saw the cast. You know, Vera Farmiga's in it too. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that as well. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, you know, I'm. I think I mentioned this when I went on y'all show last month. But I'm in and out with like if it's a 30 minute show or even you know 40, 48, 50 minutes. You know, in in and out is, is good for me. Like when I watched the two Wandavisions today, I watched them with my son. We watched two episodes in an hour. We went and got ice cream. I mean, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you're in, you're in and out. You take care of business. You know, so absolutely, I do have a couple movies in my top five, but that's also probably one of the reasons why I'm I'm looking forward to some of these kind of thirty minute programs. You know what I mean? So absolutely, so I'm looking forward to Hawkeye's my number four, and uh, you're up to your, your three, man. What do you got over there? Three again, following the uh, this trend here, uh, Moon Knight. This is a show that is going to be on Disney Plus, and I believe it's supposed to come out in. 2022. Um, not a lot of details so far. The head writer is Jeremy Slater. Mm-hmm. The titular character, Moon Knight, is this schizophrenic, like bizarro Batman kind of character. Mm-hmm. There's multiple origins, but he like gets in, gets somehow um, beca- thinks he's in a, like an Egyptian god at times and has all these like powers. He's kind of crazy and is kind of a darker character. The rumor rumor has it that Oscar Isaac is going to play Moon Knight. And actually today, January 15th, comicbook.com, which is a pretty credible source, came out with uh, another casting for the show. Ethan Hawke is going to be the villain. Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah. Yeah. So you are, uh, what, you're hitting all the ones that I don't know anything about. Which, which <laughs> that's I, exactly what I want, what I want though. I don't, I don't know a ton about these characters. Which I either. love. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's another character. It's another pocket of the universe. They haven't really tackled mental illness all that much. Mm-hmm. If if they kind of go that route and go with a little bit more of a, a darker tinge, you know, they did that with the Netflix stuff, but the Netflix stuff isn't really related anymore. So Moon Knight, number three for me. I'm into it, man. I you know I, this one intrigues me, and it got a lot of shoutouts online too when I when I reached out for feedback over there. But literally, the first three that you've mentioned are probably the three that I was like, what what the hell are these? <laughs> So, <laughs> so that's great. I think that's awesome. And it's actually making me want to dig into those characters a little bit more. And then obviously I'll do that when they're, you know, their movies or their shows come out as well. So Moon Knight, I love Oscar Isaac. You think that's going to, that's going to go through or is he, is he still negotiating? According to, to Wikipedia, he is confirmed by, okay. it looks like Hollywood Reporter confirmed it. So yeah, it looks like he's going to be in. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So my number three it, I didn't even know this was happening until I saw your video today. So I don't know where I've been or if this has been something that they've kept under wraps or if I just have been out of the loop. But apparently, they're going to be reviving and kind of rebooting the Fantastic Four and there's yeah. going to be a new Fantastic Four film. Yep. And that fucking excites me because of how disappointing the previous installments were. <laughs> I think the the, the one by... Uh Josh Trank is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. And I love these characters. I love this kind of uh, almost like a kind of like a first family kind of feel. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're kind of the, 
they're kind of the family uh, of the MCU, and uh, they have that attachment that way. You know, not a lot is known uh, about just all the. Yeah, it's only just John Watts is directing. Who done? He's done the Spider-Man films, right? So I don't have any, you know, actors or anything, anything like that. I don't even know if they've even actually given a release month yet or anything. But, no, nothing yet. But the fact that they announced it and that they're going to be doing it just really excites me because we got to get that taste out of our mouth from from the last one. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, I, that's that's really what it comes down to for me. I'm right there with you. I was I, this was almost this was probably like an honorable mention to make my list. Um, but I, I'm right there with you. I, this is the this is the 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 superheroes, the family that actually kind of introduced Marvel mm-hmm. comics. Like they were the first family. They were the first. Um, I believe they were one of the first comics, you know, other than like Captain America, to really like start the the Marvel um, era in the '60s. And they just haven't been well served on screen. They've had three they've had four movies three different uh itinerations and they've all been pretty bad mm-hmm. um granted I, I do think it's a tough sell some of their powers but i think if anyone can pull it off it's kevin feige and, and marvel studios yeah man well there you go so that's my number three i'm looking forward to it i hope it comes out you know not too too far in the future but i know they haven't uh, given a release date they haven't done any casting or anything like that but just the fantastic four being that kind of you know symbol uh, for the family of Marvel, like you mentioned as well, is just really cool. So I'm really looking forward to kind of a, a retelling of that and to get that horrid memory of the last uh, iteration out of my mind as well, because I hated that, just kind of like what you said. All right, man, so we're up to our runners up. You know, my top two, Anthony, are, are Disney films featuring Mickey Mouse. So we'll get to mine in a moment. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> but before we get there, uh, I know you like that, man. What, what What's your runner up, buddy? My runner up. So we don't know a ton about this. But it's coming out. Uh, we actually don't even know when it's coming out. But the casting alone, and again, another pocket of the universe that we haven't seen, although these movies have been made already. Um, we've seen an, a one version of this these, this character, and it did really well. But my, my second pick is Blade. Mm-hmm. And there's only two reasons. Number one, Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade. Mm-hmm. And Mahershala Ali, as I've started to get really into movies, I love Mahershala Ali. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought he was great in Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in uh, Green Book. Uh, that show, uh, he was on in the Luke Cage show, which is now kind of not canon anymore. Mm-hmm. But that show was the bomb until they killed him off. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so Mahershala Ali as Blade in the Marvel Cinematic Universe fighting vampires. Again, it's another pocket of the universe that we haven't seen. We haven't seen this like Dracula vampire uh, side of the universe. And that's this is another pocket that they're going to open up with uh, Blade and... Um, there's even some rumors that they might bring back Wesley Snipes in some sort of like cameo okay, role. Right. Okay. So I know those Blade movies, those actually, for what it's worth, the Blade series actually kind of kicked off this new era of superhero films. Just no one knew that Blade at the time was actually a Marvel character. Right. Um, but yeah, Mahershala Lee leading the way. That That's basically why I have this as the runner. No, I'm with you, man. Uh, amazing actor. Moonlight is one of my... It actually made... I want to say it made my top five, but it was definitely top ten of the decade when we did that. Moonlight's one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's amazing film, and he was amazing in it. He wasn't in it enough. No, uh, not that enough. was one of my critiques of that of that movie was that he was such a powerful force in that movie. And I don't know if you remember, but he was probably on screen maybe twenty twenty five percent of the movie. Yeah, um, he was. He was only in the first third of that three part story. Right, right, right. So yeah, I'm with you, man. It's just outside of my top five. This would probably be my, my first honorable mention. It would probably be like my number six. Uh, and we'll talk about some stuff that doesn't come up in our top fives, you know, when we're done here. But yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this one too. I'm a, I'm a big horror fan. I think I told you that. And I love yeah. I love the kind of 
horror elements that are built into the Blade story too. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know if MCU, I don't know how dark they're going to be with that stuff. Um, but the initial movies, and then even in the comics, of course, as well, you did get that kind of overlying kind of horror. Horror was there; it was always kind of lurking in the story. Yeah, and and to to kind of get on that horror point um not on my list but uh, dr strange and the multiverse of madness is being directed by sam raimi i saw that yeah and there's a lot of like the reason i think they're bringing him on is they want to go in that horror route with that movie so i think you know we'll we'll base our judgment maybe off of that movie but if they go full-on horror with that i think that's a good sign for blade right good pick man so that's your runner-up yep blade my runner-up is um you know wandavision would be my runner-up, but we decided <laughs> not to put that on our top fives because kind of cheating. Yeah, at this point. we've just, seen it. Yeah, it yeah. just came out. So in place of that, the other Disney Plus MCU show that I am as excited, if not more excited, than WandaVision for is She-Hulk. So that would be my oh, number two. Okay. I love what I've heard about this. Uh, so far, which actually I heard quite a bit from you guys when I came on your show last month. Mm -hmm. And then I read some more after that because it kind of intrigued me. So I've seen a couple things and then what you sent me as well. But I love how this is going to kind of be a kind of like a slapstick comedy almost. Yeah, Uh, That's kind of what it sounds like because I feel like they really, the the showrunners are really buying into being self-aware like, okay, uh, you know, she's a lawyer. She's Banner's cousin. Uh, Jennifer Walters, I think. Yep. And, you know, she's a lawyer. It's great. She's great at practicing law. She defends superheroes or whatever, which, by the way, is going to open up a ton of cameos, I'm sure. She's this giant green, you know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, it's a ridiculous premise. So they're kind of buying into that. Like, we're not we're not going to play this straight. You know, we're going to have fun with this. And I think that's great. And the actress that they got to play it uh, was in Orphan Black which is an award-winning sci-fi series that I truthfully haven't seen more than a few episodes, but what I have seen, oh man, it's just her. She is, what I'm trying to get at is she's an amazing actor. So I'm really excited that they, that they cast her, uh, Tatiana Malsani. Malsani. Yeah, I'm I'm not too familiar with her, but I've heard really good things. Yeah. Orphan Black is the only thing I really know her from, but she's a great actress in that. So I, you know, I can remember being at my grandparents' house when I was young, like in the eighties, watching the Mm -hmm. Hulk television series uh, with Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was before I read any comics or anything like that. So it's very possible, with the exception of maybe Batman and Superman, which were like the superheroes, uh, with the exception of those characters, it's very possible that Hulk may have been the first like Marvel character that I even saw or knew anything about. Oh yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the most iconic Marvel characters uh, ever. So to have this kind of extension of that lore and, you know, She-Hulk has always been her. I love when they do that, man. I love when creators do a female badass kind of version uh, <laughs> of the you know classic the hero yeah um, and this has always been one that's really intrigued me i mean you could you, you know you could fill anything in the blank there with any female kind of version of the classic superhero and she hulk's another one i love they're going to do a comedic route with it i'm really looking forward to that i'm looking forward to actors like you know ruffalo is going to it's been mentioned yep. that he's going to be in it uh tim roth is going to come back he was abomination yeah, in the old that, movie. That, that was a surprising, uh, because they've basically ignored the Incredible Hulk, so they have him back. Yeah, great. which I like. And I actually like that movie. I, I, didn't, I like it too. I, I wasn't one of the haters of that film. So, And Tim Roth's just an evil bastard, so I love him too. So yeah, so yeah, she, and, uh, 
go ahead. I was just going to say Jessica Gao is, was hired as head writer and I was looking up her, her credentials and she did a lot of uh, Nickelodeon stuff, but then later on she wrote for Rick and Morty. So oh, nice. Um, she's got a comedic background in writing, so this should be very interesting. Nice. I didn't know that. All yeah. right, man. So She-Hulk is my runner-up, the Disney Plus series, which by the way, I might have it here, but when is that? Um, did they announce that? Uh, they November. didn't announce November. Is that when they're? Uh, let's see here. She-Hulk 2022. They don't know yet. 2022. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's my number two. What uh, we're up to our number ones, man. I'm feeling good, and so far no crossover because I haven't heard of any of yours with the exception of Blade. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. And then I have a bunch of Disney shit that you're not going to pick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to hear my number one? I do, man. Let's do it. Okay. I'm breaking away from the theme of pockets that we've not seen before. Okay. And going with something that's just so ridiculous and bonkers right now that I just had to pick it. And I'm not even like the biggest fan of this character, uh-huh. but I do enjoy, enjoy this character a lot. It's untitled right now, but it's the Spider-Man Far From Home sequel, the third in this uh, trilogy with uh, uh, Tom Holland. Okay. And the reason I'm picking this is because there's basically a ton of rumors or it's almost like at this point known. So it's going to bring back all the characters, Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, Marissa Tomei. But some of these casting decisions, so they're bringing in Benedict Cumberbatch to be Dr. Stephen Strange. Jamie Foxx is confirmed to be Electro, which means he is reprising the Electro from the Andrew Garfield films. Mm -hmm. Alfred Molina is coming back as Otto Octavius from the Mm -hmm. uh, Tobey Maguire films. Mm -hmm. And Tobey's supposed to be in it too, right? Tobey, so and then, so what I'm getting at is Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are supposedly supposed to be in this too. And it was kind of confirmed today that Charlie Cox was wrapped up his filming portion of this. And if that's the case, he probably is reprising his daredevil role Mm -hmm. in this. So what I'm getting at is this is going to be freaking crazy because they are just tying in all these movies and characters from different uh, properties that have been basically kind of like ignored and they're basically saying all of this is now canon and Mm -hmm. we are just going to have a boatload of fun we are acknowledging the fact that there's been three spider-men that you've had to deal with in the last 20 years and we're just going to put them all in one movie and there's a lot of like threads in those old spider-man films that i feel like were left open Mm -hmm. and if they somehow can pull off nodding to those movies while like giving the intro to Spider-Verse or uh, the, the Spider-Verse kind of treatment to Tom Holland and boosting him even more. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they can pull this off, this movie is going to make so much money and is going to make so many people happy. It, it, I'm I'm just so pumped to see what they're going to do. I am too. And I had read some of that news as well. I mean, this so it's basically like a live action Spider-Verse, really. Exactly. Yeah, which is cool. You know, the Alfred Molina Spider-Man 2 uh, that, that Raimi did, uh, is my favorite, well, really one of my favorite superhero movies, period, but yeah, definitely my favorite Spider-Man uh, film. I mean, it's basically a superhero horror film, <laughs> which we were kind of talking <laughs> about earlier that he might be doing with Doctor Strange, too, so that'd be great. Oh, yeah, that, that scene where he, the uh, the tentacles come alive in the in the, yeah. in the in surgery is yeah, straight out of horror. Yeah, film. that's literally like shot just like the Evil Dead, uh, which is yeah. a horror movie that he did. So I, I love that shit, man, and I, I love Spider-Man, too, because we were just talking about Hulk a minute ago, and Spider-Man's another one that's just one of those classic characters that literally every everybody knows uh, i feel like when you're born you know like within the first year you know what spider-man <laughs> is like i'm not even like my little baby that's not even two yet it's got spider-man jammies you know and he wore he was spider-man for halloween he didn't know what the hell is going on but i mean he already knows that he already is a part of that so spider-man is one of the most iconic characters yeah of, of, of our time no doubt man so spider-man 3 do they have a release season on that or date or anything or no yeah this is a movie so this is going to come out 
it looks like December 17th, 2021. So cross your fingers, Ooh, hopefully. Okay. At, by that point, I hope we're, we're past all this COVID stuff. So. All right, man. So this year even. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're doing four movies this year, and I think four or five series this year. They're, they're intending, it looks like their plan is to basically have something come out almost every week of every year. Moving the next <laughs> that two sounds like years. Marvel, yeah. Yeah, because you know the TV shows are being released yeah. episode by episode, and then the movies will come out to fill in the blanks. Well, they're back. They're back on the horse, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, they had the, yeah. they had their break. They got to get back to work. Yeah, and they got some catching up to do with that year <laughs> off. That's right. All right. So the only thing left to give is my number one. My number one is going to harken back to my love of the film that preceded it um, and the filmmaker, his style of filmmaking, the way his movies look, including ones that he's done in the MCU is Taika Waititi. Oh, this is not going to. This was a, a honorable mention on my list. He's going to be doing Thor: Love and Thunder, which is supposed to come out in 2022. I, you know, I've kind of gotten from where you know. Okay, so you know the meme with Drake where he's like do, doing the no, and then in the bottom one he's like, "Oh yeah, that's it." You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Do you know that meme? Oh yeah. So I've gotten like that with Thor. Like in the first movie, I was like, "Nah, I'm not fucking into Thor." And then when we get up to Ragnarok, I'm like, "Yeah, Thor's my guy." Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, re- they completely changed the character in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. He's just really grown on me as a character. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I never read the comics. I was never into him from from that perspective, from the page. But in the movies, I feel like he's a you know an Avenger and a superhero that is literally just gets better with age. Whereas a lot of the other ones, you know, you either like them or you don't like them, but they kind of stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, Thor definitely has grown throughout these series of films. So I like, and I love Chris Hemsworth. He's hilarious, man. I saw him on SNL. He's funny in these skits he does. And uh, he was just, I mean, Ragnarok and then what he did in the Avengers films too, towards the end were just, was just great. You know, fat Thor and stuff like that was just awesome. I completely agree. And then, you know, Taika Waititi is just an amazing filmmaker. I mean, you know, to get, that kind of indie artistic creative eye into this superhero realm, you know, to me it's very similar and it harkens back to like when Tim Burton took on the Batman films. Like it's a very non superhero kind of uh, approach to the superhero material. And we get such a nice marriage of like cinema and like superhero entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's a perfect filmmaker for that. He's one of the best around right now. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was an amazing Oscar nominee a film that came Love out a couple, couple years ago. But yeah, I mean... You know, not only what I just mentioned, but you know, Natalie Portman, who I love, is going to be back. Christian Bale has been confirmed as I think a villain in the film. Yeah, he's he's a villain. Yep. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be featured in this movie, so we'll have yep. all those guys that we love: Mantis, Star Lord, you know, so on. So this this is it for me because of the filmmaking that I feel like we're going to get. Ragnarok has has remained one of my favorite MCU films. It's probably my top five MCU films. In fact, I did that list with Emron, and I want to say. It wasn't on my top five, and I think it was on his as well. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I feel like Imran put that in his top five also. I think either that or he talked shit about it being on mine. I can't remember. <laughs> it's Imran, so what do I? I don't know. Yeah. You know, never know with that guy. But yeah, so Thor, Love, and Thunder would be not my number one. But you said you're looking forward to this one too, yeah? Absolutely. I mean, this one is another one that um, is just kind of bonkers with the casting. To to your point about Thor, just want to provide some context. That character in the first two films, like, well, he was okay. But there just wasn't a lot of like fan reaction. Like, not a lot of people were like, "Thor is my favorite character." Right, right. So 
it felt like Marvel wanted to change it up. They wanted to make Thor more of a popular character. They bring in Taika Waititi. Um, they to- completely change the tone in, in Thor Ragnarok. They they realized that Chris Hemworth is actually like a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Like the movies that started to come out after Thor, he was really funny in. So they just started to play into that and they leaned into this kind of like dude bro character and it works. And yeah, you're absolutely right. His character has grown so much and the casting for this film, you know, that all those people you mentioned, the fact that Jane Foster um, at, played by Natalie Portman is now going to be like the female Thor. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of doing another passing of the torch yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there's just so many, Tessa Thompson's going to be in this yeah, still. Valkyrie, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and Christian Bale is Gore, the God butcher, who's this character that basically um, goes through all the multiverses and kills the Thor of every multiverse. Mm. So like he's basically hunting Thors. So like, and it's just freaking Christian Bale. Like what? What? I was joking on our show. Like he, you know, he's a method actor. Thor, uh, Gore the God Butcher. If you see, if you look up that character, doesn't have a nose. Mm. So like, it, are we gonna see like Christian Bale cut off his face? Mm. Like what? It's like, like a, what is he gonna it, do to look like this character? Like, so like, is it like a Voldemort situation? I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a Voldemort situation. So like, Christian uh, Christian Bale is crazy enough to fucking like maim his own face for a role. He probably so, would do that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm equally as pumped. Um, yeah. To be fair, Ragnarok actually. When I first saw it, I was like, eh, "I don't really like." Oh, this. really? I, man, no, I yeah, I didn't. It, but the colors, but the then comedy, I've, like, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've warmed up to Taika Waititi, and after seeing um, what's that movie that was that you just mentioned? Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. I'm I'm all out bored on Taika Waititi, and it made me appreciate Ragnarok even more. So awesome, man. Yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to this one. So, all right, man. So what we're gonna do, real quick, buddies, just give a wrap up. So just go ahead and mention what your five were again. Just remind everybody what you're yeah, most excited yeah. about. I picked five MCU films, unlike some people. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, five MCU <laughs> properties, but my number five uh, was Miss Marvel. Number four. I had it Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, number three was Moon Knight. Number two, Blade. And number one, we don't have a title for it, but it's the third itineration of Tom Holland as Spider-Man in his own film. Yeah, great list, man. I'm excited for all those too. And I, you know, there's a lot of education for me on, on your list because there's quite a few that I didn't really know anything about. Uh, really before this week, I'd heard of Miss Marvel before, but I didn't really know anything about her. And mm-hmm. then I literally had never heard of Moon Knight or Shang-Chi. So there you go. I'm, excited. I'm here for you. Now look, now it's a good thing that I chose Lightyear because had I not, Blade would have been my number five and we would have had crossover. But, there you but go. thanks to yeah. Disney and me, then we're, you know, <laughs> I'm here saving the show, man. Uh, Absolutely. More things to discuss. But my five were Lightyear, the Disney <laughs> Pixar film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I missed the brief. What do you want from me? My number four would have been Hawkeye, the series on Disney+. Plus. My number three would have been the movie for the Fantastic Four. My number two was another, uh, what's going to be a series, She-Hulk. And then my number one was Thor, Love and Thunder, the film. Uh, All right, man. So what we're going to do, buddy, because we usually give honorable mentions, right? But this is kind of a unique topic. So what I thought would be cool, Anthony, is we'll head over to the fan community and go to the suggestion box and see what the fans had to say. Okay. And then you can kind of comment on some of these, you know, if you're excited about them or why you're excited about them or that kind of sure. thing. Sure. Now, I'm going to get started with my buddy Perry Wilson, who's a fan of the show, and he's been on the show before. He used to work at Disney World. So, oh, wow. you're going to love this. He picked nothing but Disney. You thought I was bad, okay? Oh, no. Now, well, let me tell you real quick, okay? It's my fault, really. So, what I said is I said, uh, I've got a recording coming up. What is something in the future from the MCU or Disney Plus that you're excited about? All right, all right. Uh, well, yeah, you, then you, the way you framed yeah, the question. That's right. That's right. All right. So, yeah. That's right. All right. So, Perry says Raya and the Last Dragon, Lightyear, which is what I mentioned. And then okay. he said there's a Beauty and the Beast 
television series coming out, which I didn't even know. I had no idea. Uh, my friend Dan Brennick from Netflix and Swill says, what he is most excited about is shooting his dick off because of all of these Star Wars they're going to be killing him with. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really a Star Wars fan is what I'm getting. Uh, okay. Now, here's one we didn't mention, which would probably be like my six or seven on my list. And it's one that I don't really know anything about, but when I saw what you sent me, I watched a little featurette that they made for it. It really intrigued me, and it also intrigued my son who was watching that that clip with me. Okay. But I guess it's the animated series called What If? Yes. Which is something I was not super familiar with, but that was mentioned by John Campbell, who I think is a mutual listener of ours. Yeah, that's a mutual listener. I like I I what if well, I was thinking about putting what if. What if is a is a very interesting show. It's not it's like kind of tangential Marvel because it's all what if storylines. It's basically the Uatu the Watcher mm-hmm. pondering scenarios where different things were changed within these storylines. Mm-hmm. But what's kind of cool is it's animated and they're bringing back all the same voice actors mm-hmm. or voices from the MCU to do the voice acting. Yeah, I noticed in this. that in the trailer too. Yeah, yeah, so like there's some cool stuff like Black Panther being captured, um, T'Challa being captured instead of Star-Lord or Peggy Carter getting the Super Soldier Serum instead of uh, Steve yeah, Rogers. She's Captain so. Britain, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked, I, I'm I'm in on that too. Yeah, so uh, great feedback there, John Campbell. That's one that just missed my list. Our buddy Julio from The Contrarians says that he, now this was about a week ago, but he said he's really pumped for WandaVision. And what if looks like it will be a lot of fun if they do the concept justice. He also said he cannot wait for the next Spider-Man movie. So there you go. Boom. Our buddy Nick says nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> he literally is hell, not into anything. MCU. <laughs> Jared Taylor says he's most excited for the MCU's What If? And from Disney Plus, he's excited for Star Wars. And okay. uh, yeah, they do have a shit ton of Star Wars stuff. In, in, There's a lot in, of Star Wars stuff. Not the biggest Star Wars guy, but uh, Mandalorian was good. Oh, great. Yeah. Hopefully they can continue that. Yeah, great. Almost really upset you and put Lightyear and also Mandalorian Season 3 is my number four, but I didn't do that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't do that, but I'm very excited <laughs> for that. I really love Mandalorian so far. Uh, Joey Mills... A friend of the show put up the article that he heard Chris Evans was coming back as Captain America. That's what he's most excited about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's. We don't know yet for what, but he's going to do something. From what I read, it's going to be something. It's not going to be his own movie. It's going to be something similar to Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr.'s role in Civil War. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Sam Hurley over in New Zealand. He's got Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Blade. He also says there's going to be an inevitable Avengers and X-Men two-parter. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be yeah, awesome. It's very, very possible. Very, very possible. Now, here's one I'm also surprised didn't come. Actually, two that I'm surprised or I'm surprised it did not come up tonight, at least not yet. Lauren Scott also used to work at Disney World. She's a friend of mine. She was a Disney princess over there. She won't tell me which one, though, because they're not supposed to give it away or whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know if, Even if you're retired? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. She, yeah, she's not there <laughs> anymore, but she's like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of weird, but whatever. But anyway, uh, I love her. She says that she's stoked for for Loki and yeah. and the Falcon Winter Soldier. We didn't mention either of those, and I feel like those are two of the more popular, highly anticipated ones. What do you think about those two? Yeah, you know, those two, I, I wouldn't say I'm not intrigued. I, I'm intrigued by everything, mostly. They're just more um, characters that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, uh, Loki's a fun character, um, and they're, what they're doing with him is going to be kind of fun. T- traveling through t- through through time, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I like both characters, and they're not like necessarily my favorites. Um, I just didn't have either of these shows on my list because it's not really anything new um, that we're seeing. But uh, yeah, we'll see I what you know. We'll see. WandaVision's kind of take, throwing me through a loop, so who knows what to expect. Yeah, I, I, love, I, I was really, really pumped for WandaVision, and it would have been on my list had it not already been out when we recorded this. If we'd recorded this a month ago, it would have been on my list for sure. <laughs> uh, Marshall, friend of the show and friend of mine in real life, says everything. So he kind of, he's kind of with you, and then Godfrey commented and said facts. 
He's also he's also <laughs> excited for everything. Buddy Matt Lewinsky, who's actually a guest on the show this week as we're sitting here talking, he says not a damn thing, Gerald. That's five things. Oh, man. What's with these guys? I mean, What's nothing. With, just I don't mean, comment. I mean, nothing. I mean, wow. <laughs> I feel like there's so much and there's yet nothing that they're into. Uh, huh. David Powell, patron and friend of the show, says he is also very excited for WandaVision. It seems to be the most intriguing thing on the slate. Uh, he also, lo- he, or he says, I've also always loved what if. So he's very excited for that. I'm surprised they've actually been brave enough to do it. Uh, guarantee there will be some morons who can't wrap their heads around the idea of a female Captain America, etc. cetera. Uh, he's not wrong there. Um, but yeah, I, I think what if I, I'm really looking forward to that one above all else, like watch with my kids. Like, Oh yeah. I feel like sure. that's going to be great. And it's going to be like, I mean, it's going to be obviously a, just a different angle for a lot of things that we're, that we're typically used to seeing kind of in a singular path. And then I'll wrap up with this. Amanda, who's a sweetheart. I love her. She's one of my best friends in the podcast world. She's actually one of my guests featured this week or next week on our Movies of 2020 episode. But here's her list. Mandalorian, Black Widow, Eternals, we didn't mention tonight. Eternals, yeah. Uh, is it Asaka or Ashaka? Asaka? I don't know. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. That's Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, that's Star Wars. Okay, Ahsoka. And then she says also she's very excited for more women directors. There you go. Yeah. yeah, which is true. They're they're definitely doing that. So showrunners, directors, more women. Uh, great year for women in 2020. Uh, even though there was a lot of stuff that sucked in 2020, uh, we got a lot of great women filmmakers behind the lens there. So that's great. Uh, thank you, Amanda, for that shout out. All right, that's it, guys. So that is what we are most excited about. Now, was there anything, Anthony, that did not get mentioned in the fan feedback or on our list that you want to make sure you shout out real quick? Uh, let me just take a quick look here. I'm going to shout out Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Hmm, I ha- not because I particularly think these movies are awesome, but they're introducing Kang the Conqueror, who is a big-time Avengers villain. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who he is, he's basically a normal guy in the future mm-hmm. that just travels through time and acquires all the best weapons and is like a megalomaniac and just wants to take over the just beat the Avengers mm-hmm. but the guy they got playing him is Jonathan Majors who's a really good up-and-coming actor and I feel like this is the introduction to potentially the next overarching villain for all these movies mm-hmm. the only one that I wanted to mention and really kind of ask you about and see if you know anything about the kind of behind sure. the scenes of it that I'm kind of I don't know if excited is even the right word I'm just like super intrigued by it because of the unfortunate um passing of Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther 2 because I did see that they're not going to recast that which I think is the right call there uh, based on the impact that he had in in the MCU but with that being said though I'm just kind of curious where that movie is going to go uh, being that it's called Black Panther are they going to give it to his sister forgive me I can't remember her character's name Shuri, yeah, Shuri the that's right Shuri. Yeah. I mean is that what's going to happen you think or what's going on there Pro- likely there's precedent for it in the comics okay all right. And I, I think they did want to eventually, you know, if Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, if he would have been able to make these films, I think eventually they were going to transition it to Shuri anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're going to do in this. Yeah, I'm I'm that movie I, I'm like I'm intrigued for, but I'm like bummed out. Right, like I know that right. watching that movie is going to be right. a, a whirlwind of emotions because I, I really enjoy Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying, too, uh, is like I'm kind of just interested to see where it goes, but it is going to be emotional for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. if you were connected to that. To that film and you know we were mentioning the representation earlier so i'm sure it's going to be even tougher for those folks yeah but i'm excited for it i'm excited for all this stuff so mcu and a little bit of disney it's a little bit of disney okay so i gotta <laughs> i gotta get the disney peeps over to the episode two 
Anthony, so don't be too upset. Now, look, uh, I went on Anthony's show with him and Imran last month in Rugboy, and they do a great thing over there called the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Guys, make sure you check it out. If you're if you're listening to this episode, you probably saw the title and you clicked on it because you're into the MCU or you're into Disney Plus, and they have the show for that. I I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, but please go over and check those guys out. Why don't you tell them where they can find you, Anthony? Uh, you can find me or find our show on all the major podcast platforms. Um, our website's jockandnerd.com. And uh, we have a Patreon. We, are, we have a Twitter, Jock and Nerdcast. But the best place to find us is all your major podcast apps Apple, iTunes. Or, uh, iTunes is Apple. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, Android, <laughs> Spotify, everywhere. We're all, all over. So. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You guys do a great thing over there, man. I'm a big fan of your show. So keep doing what you do, man. I appreciate you being here tonight, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This was uh, this was a lot of fun with, with my new BFF. That's us, man. That's us. Too bad COVID's going on. We could be going to movies together, <laughs> you know, person, but we can't. I mean, it's crazy. But uh, <laughs> we'll keep doing this. I'll keep having you on the show, and I'll keep coming over there and bothering you and Imran. It'll be great. I'm going to come over there and talk about the Oscars, right, in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. We hopefully we um we can set something up. We'll we'll, we'll likely do it like an Oscar preview show once uh once the nominees are announced, and we can we can pick your brain about all hell that yeah stuff. man i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to anytime i can talk movies i'm into it man so just uh hell you yeah. know how to reach me all right guys so that was anthony from jock and nerd and that was our top five most anticipated things from the mcu slash disney plus uh that's upcoming in 2021 and beyond so until next week we will be back with another top five and another p on the pod take care guys listeners i want to talk to you for one second real quick about the golden p movie awards referred to lovingly as the golden peas every year i take the opportunity to celebrate the year in film and 2020 is no different please head over to two peas on a pod.com slash golden peas and find all of the nominees as well as links to a ballot that you can use to vote voting is open from january 29th until March 1st of 2021. We feature all of the main categories that you will find at shows like the Golden Globes and the Oscars, but we poll the film and Twitter and podcast community to get those nominees. And as you know, they are chosen by you. So please cast a ballot, head over. Once again, it's twopeasonapod.com slash goldenpeas. We love movies and we love celebrating movies, and we hope you come to the party this year.